Hello and welcome back to the footballing question with me, Isaac and Jordan and Ashley. Um, this is episode five, is it? Five now. Five of season three. Four was the big one. What? Four was the big Four one. Four was the big one, obviously. <laughs> Last week we had Lee Judges. That was a, a monumentous occasion for the podcast. Yeah, a big, big, big moment. Big thank you to Lee. Yeah, it's it's not Lee. the last big thing that's happened. We do have plans. We will work to get things done. Of course. No promises to be made, obviously, because, you know, you never know. But yeah, yeah. we are working on some fine little things. Of course we are. Yeah, yeah. Things are getting done. But anyway, um, as per usual, we have to talk about certain results which happened over the weekend. Uh, starting off with the early kickoff, Jordan, your beloved United, played Southampton early kickoff, drew 1 1. Yes, we did. Um, and two performances, three performances, two in a row, where we're 1 0 up <laughs> in the first half, we're performing very well in the first half, and then we concede thanks to probably a mistake by just, just who? By anyone but mostly Harry Maguire. <laughs> um, he, again, I, he's on a very bad run of form, a very, very bad run of form, and he's been awful. Um, I don't know why he's still starting, to be perfectly honest, but he's our captain, and Ralph Rangnick believes that he should still be our captain for some reason. Um, but in terms of the game, went 1-0 up, drew 1-1, dropped points again, disappointing, frustrating, infuriating. What can you do? We just got to keep moving on for, for top four, and... Shall we just go on to last night as well? Just to, to yeah, lead yeah, directly yeah, on for so. United. United then proceed in the next game, in our game in hand. Well, I say our game in hand. The game that we haven't played yet yeah. uh, against Brighton. Win 2-0. This time it was a worse performance in the first half and a better one in the second half. Uh, Brighton were the dominant side in the first half. Dropped off a bit in the second half. Uh, United scoring. World-class goal. Have you seen the goal from Ronaldo? No. It is brilliant. It is actually very, very it's, good. It's a very nice goal, and it's a very like typical Ronaldo goal. It's just ruthless. He doesn't care what's going on. He doesn't yeah. care he's got four players around him. He's going to put that ball in the back of the net. And it was a very good goal. His first goal since Burnley in December, yeah. which is unreal. His longest like goal drought, I think it was like six, five, six games. We should know this. But um, yeah. but it's his longest goal drought in 13 years. Something like that, really? yeah. Yeah, it's been a long he hasn't time. been that many games without scoring for 13 years, which is insane. But he scored a very good goal. Then the red card for Lewis Dunk. I'm 50-50. I actually don't think it's a red card for me. Because I, I've looked have at you it, seen it and I don't think because I think because um, there's the shot of when Alang, where, where the ball is and when Alang goes down. Yeah. Alang, I don't think Alang is getting to the ball. I think yeah, Webb's getting to the ball like that. That's why and I think it's. I think I agree with what Potter said though. Potter said if he gave a red card straight away, I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he gave the yellow card because that means they think it was a clear and obvious error. Yeah. Which. I think we all agree that's not clear and obvious. He mm-hmm. said he'd like to see some stats as well of how many times the ref like goes to the uh, the VAR and then regardless of what he actually thinks, just changes his decision because yeah, yeah. the VAR have told him to. Yeah, which but I think that's... is quite interesting. I mean, I've gone in on that. If you want to check out what I think about referees, I, okay. I did a video yesterday, um, so, yeah. uh, which I kind of went in on referees discussing certain things. But in in terms of that decision, it's a bit 50-50. I was watching Goldbridge at the time and Goldbridge was like, um, I don't really think it is a red card. A lot of the comments were saying it is a red card. I think it's 50-50. The referee's decision at the end, at the final decision from the referee and the VAR is red card. I don't really know what more to say about that because it's a red card. Like They've given it. It's one of them ones, but there you go. I'm not going to complain about it, that's for sure. Um, Manchester United then 
have a lot more chances. Bruno Fernandes missed a very good chance, good save from Rob Sanchez. De Gea as well, putting out some world-class saves. Moda hit the crossbar yeah, at one point towards the end. Shot. It was a great shot, great effort. De Gea was beaten, but there you go. And uh, then, like, 94th minute, 95th, like, one of the last kicks of the game, for sure. We get up the other end of the pitch and... Um, Bruno Fernandez scores. I thought he messed it up, but he he did end up scoring. And yeah, Graham Potter after the game was complaining about a possible foul in the build up on Alexis McAllister. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's the last minute. Yeah, it's the last minute. Yeah. That's it. We we win the game and go up to fourth, really giving Arsenal some more competition. Yeah in this top four race yeah other games that went on obviously Brighton beat Watford <coughs> 2-0 on the Saturday good result for them really kind of a not a good result for Watford who are still kind of looking to get back into things and use that manager bounce from Hodgson which hasn't really got there yet hmm. uh, Brentford drawing to Palace bit of a nothing game really Brentford just kind of struggling to get back into the swing of things despite the good start to the season they had on Brentford as well I think Ericsson's just been has played his first like training game yeah he's had a, he had like a reserve game yeah yeah good he got see. an assist in that game he did well. he got an assist mm. good for yeah. him good Ho- for hopefully he's back generally good. that sounds a bit patronising good for him no 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 yeah no. I know <laughs> I know what you mean it's good to see him playing yeah yeah and then um, Everton got their first win on the Lampard 3-0 over Leeds which is a real big statement for them, you know, where they are in the table. You know, there was there were, there were, there were genuine questions mm-hmm. of potential relegation, considering where they are on the table, considering they lost to Newcastle last week. But that's a really good bounce back. If they win. didn't, sorry, if they didn't win that game, they'd be seventeenth at the moment. Newcastle would have overtaken them. So exactly. they did need, and they would have only been two points uh, above Norwich if they didn't win it. So. Yeah. Donny Van der Beek had an absolutely stellar performance. Yeah, it's good to see actually. <sighs> you love it. You, I love it. I love it too. I really like Donny Van der Beek. Is it is it going to be one of these situations though when oh. he? Uh, he he plays really well for Everton this season, you know, just like Justin Lingard at West Ham, and he does really well on the loan. Um, and then, you know, Manchester United are like, yeah, we're going to keep you permanently now, and he just doesn't get played again. I think it just depends on the situation with uh, Paul Pogba. If Paul Pogba's yeah. out the door, then which he probably is. will be. Although there's there's some reports saying that he might he might not be, but he probably will be. That's one of the reasons he's playing really well at the minute because he knows people are watching. But yeah. Um, Donny van der Beek, if Pogba goes, I don't see why we would like not play van der Beek because that is his position. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But good to see Donny van der Beek uh, doing well. Absolutely. Um, um, as well in the late, <laughs> late kickoff, sorry, uh, City beat Norwich 4 0, which is. I mean, I don't really know if we should go into it, should we? Basically, well, Man City... Ha- Stone's got a hat-trick. Yeah, Man City fresh the team again. Yeah, exactly. It's Norwich. We expected yes. a minimum 4-0 win at Carrow Road, and we mm-hmm. got a minimum 4-0 win at Carrow Road. Have so, we talked about Newcastle? New- oh, yeah, Newcastle beating Villa 1-0. Uh, another free kick by Trippier, but he's out now. Yeah. He's, that yeah. is... That, big how loss big is, for him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's already got two goals for him, and he's already wearing the armband for them. <laughs> so um, however, that, this was Dan Burns' debut, wasn't it? Getting a debut clean sheet, and, I mean, well, you can't really ask for more, can you? I mean, yeah, Newcastle, they're kind of... They've pretty much fixed their problems. It looks like they're going to be the ones staying up now. I don't really see... Obviously, Trippier's out now, but they've, they've been given a new lease of life. They've had these results. They're a little bit comfortable at the moment, but... I don't see them see them bottling it now. I really just think Norwich, Watford and Burnley are going down, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah. With regards to results, also Liverpool beat Burnley 1-0. Not going to go into that too much. Mm-hmm. Burnley, you know, 
you're going to win 1 0 or maybe 2 1 or whatever. It's going to mm-hmm. be a low scoring game. If Fabino got the goal, it's the kind of win you'd expect. Then you've got Leicester drawing 2 2 against West Ham. Really, you know, last minute equaliser from West Ham, which maybe keeps them in the fight, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Leicester would have really loved a win there to kind of try and yeah. come on the table, but it's really not been a good season for them. No. Um, there's one team which we aren't mentioning because we'll get onto them later. Yeah. Um, as, you um, definitely know who that team is. You definitely know who that team is because they've lost two in a row. Uh, three. Three, in a, three in a row. But I'll get, We'll get on to it. We'll get on to it. We will get on to it. But I think That's that near is enough it. The Premier as well, result. Arsenal won last week, but... I, I vented about it on YouTube so you can talk watch it there we but also had Champions League as well we also had Champions League City you know absolutely thrashed spoiling there's no mm-hmm, point in a second yeah. leg and PSG should have thrashed Real Madrid and didn't and that snatched it I only death. came in away with the 1-0 win yeah late so, goal again in that game but following on from this we are going to be talking about Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> And we are back, <laughs> and we are now going to talk about the mighty, mighty Tottenham Hotspur. The uh, uh, not informed Tottenham Hotspur at the moment. Three losses in a row: Chelsea, Southampton, and Wolves. The latter two being home losses. I mean, the chant does go Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Seems that does follow true because they're even losing at home now. It's going to be on FIFA blood. <laughs> You saw that yeah, from, yeah. Uh, expressions. expressions, so it gets sunk so much that it's going to be on the next FIFA. Um, um, yeah, Tottenham really not in good form. Three losses in a row from Conte, the first time yeah. in his career for 13 years. You know, Can I just say, we, we've done what's going on at Man United, we've done what's going on at Arsenal. Time for another team. Time for yeah. another team. You know what, Tottenham do not get slated enough on this show, in my opinion. <laughs> it's about time we dug in. Because, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the top four ways earlier, United, Arsenal, Tottenham and... United are still in it, I guess. We are still in it. Uh, yeah, they're still got, they are fourth right now. I know, but they're <laughs> yeah. a tough game in hand. But at the same time, you've got a, a lot of tough games in a short period of time. Yeah, and your your games in hand are, the, are some of the toughest our ga- games. Our games in hand are the tough ones. Yeah. The ones that we are scheduled are like the ones yeah, which yeah. we should be winning. In. Yeah. But forget Arsenal. Forget We're here Arsenal. to talk about Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Those games in hand. When they had th- those three games in hand, they were seventh with three games in hand. If they won them all, they'd be third and... The recording um, stop, but we'll keep going. My phone, but we will keep. Yeah, we will keep going. <laughs> um, they, so they were seventh, and they then played those three games in hand, and they are now eighth. So that is hilarious. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they had a massive chance. They didn't really take it. So I don't know what it really comes down to is what's going wrong with them. Um, to be honest, obviously it was very nice to see Arsenal beat Wolves, and then. You know, Wolves beat Tottenham. It's just that was a nice feeling. But you know, Wolves—they didn't have one of their best attack. They, you know, they don't have Adama Traoré anymore, and Tottenham still—you know—still got rolled over by them. I mean, the Southampton one. I, I look at that. That—that that was. Um, I mean, I don't want to. Obviously, I try and <laughs> I try and be neutral on this kind of thing. But we're talking about Tottenham, so naturally, I'm going to try and be as biased as I as humanly possible here. Mm-hmm. I found it absolutely hilarious. I think everyone did. I mean, we talked to Lee last week and it was the same night and he mm-hmm. said, I'm not going to watch it. I expect him to bat him. And I was like, yeah. And I was the only one who stuck up for Southampton going, do you know what? I can see them bottling it. I can see Tottenham bottling it. And I was proven right. Um, Tottenham had a 2-1 lead in like the se- around the 70th minute and they bottled it. Um, what do you think about what Conte said about how he's not used to fighting for the top four? He's, he's, he's much more used to... Uh, my response, being up there. My response <laughs> yeah. is... 
what job did you think you were taking? Yeah. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Well, really, I mean, they weren't fighting for top four when he took the job. They were fighting for seventh when he got the job. And also, he had a chance to put Tottenham up there fighting for the third, you know, maybe second. Not, they weren't going to win the league, but he had a chance and he blew it. So, yeah. what, what, what legs has he got to stand on, really? I'm not used to fighting for top four. Does he remember his last season at Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. Fighting his last season on that... He got sacked. Yeah, and they didn't get top four. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. just about Conte. I think we need to talk about Conte a little bit. Obviously, he rejected the Tottenham job originally, before, like, originally before Nuno even came in, and he he was clearly desperate for a job at that point. Um, Manchester United apparently were interested in him. Apparently, and, uh, and we didn't we we didn't take the chance, and now he's at Tottenham and he's not doing very well. Can I just say as well? I think. Conte will leave Tottenham in the summer. I think so too. He's in a very bad situation right now with them, uh, and I think he would definitely leave. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think he might actually get the Man United job. I would laugh so hard. I think he might get the Man United job. I I want that to happen, and despite how much I hate Man United, I'd love him to just go on a run with Man United instantly, because it would just be peak Tottenham. I mean, the, the possibility of it happening... I'm not too sure on, but I think it could happen. As a Man United fan, would I be happy with Conte? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I, I would you, rather someone else. But we're not here to again. We're not here to talk about him. We're talking, uh, about, we're talking about Tottenham. We're talking about Conte here, and this is such a bad run of form. And can is the manager to blame? Is Conte the man to blame really, or does it come into the fact that it's, the players? It's a billion things with Tottenham. I mean, we found whenever we talk about clubs, it's kind of when everything anything's really going wrong, it's kind of the point that you can point at every single point of the club and that you've got you've got something to say. Yeah, you can say something about uh, Levy running the club. You know, not selling Kane in the summer was that a good decision? No, he's been an absolute shade of the player, which he was last season. If they sold him and got whatever you know City were offering, which is upwards of 100 million, you know you'd bite your hand off for that money right now if you're Tottenham. They could have really used those funds, but consider uh, it made so much sense to my, in my head for them to sell him. They've oh, just yeah. got a new stadium. They're just they're trying to pay off their new stadium. Sell Kane. Well, we had a conversation about it on the podcast. What, yeah. what should happen with Kane? And, and we all you, came to an agreement uh, that he should, should leave. Yeah, he should mm. leave. It makes sense for the player. And even though it, do, it didn't sound good, it makes sense for Tottenham because you're not gonna if you. That, I, in my head, I went, look, he's not going to be amazing forever. You, this is the season where you can sell the most for him. Mm-hmm. And I, we've been proven right because realistically, he probably won't leave in the summer because I don't think anyone will sign a 29 year old. I think a bit of it, though, is the fact that he does want to leave, though. He clearly wants to leave. Yeah, There's no doubt in I mean, our minds that he wants to leave. It's his worst season sure. ever for, for yeah. Tottenham. It's not his worst season in his career. I mean, he went on loan to Norwich and he was awful. But Have you seen that TikTok? Quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, he's just been quite awful. Son has been okay this season, but he's not. I've still, yeah. He's not reached the highest. He's not that he putting has. up the same numbers. I, I mean, don't. I don't think the problem with them right now is their attack. I know no. Kane's dropped off, but they've just signed Kuzelewski. You know, Son and Kane on their day are a world-class partnership. They've got decent attacking outlets, but when you look at the rest of the team, it's just a bit like, oh, yeah, they've lost the a defense lot of, especially over time. They've lost a lot of key players, and they've struggled to replace them. The likes of Moose and Dembele, the likes of Vertonghen, the likes of Alderweireld. Yeah. You look at their defense now, and there's not one of them who puts fear in me. You know. Eric Dyer is probably their best centre back. <coughs> Jesus. To be yeah. fair, no, that's, I think that's Romero. I think Romero is their best centre back than number four. I've not seen enough from Romero this season to prove to me that he's that good. Well, I mean, and look, Davinson Sanchez, forty million. That is that one of the most expensive mm-hmm. signings they've ever made. And what is he? I mean, I think Maguire's better than him. 
Let, that let's is be honest. really saying something. That's yeah. saying something. The biggest defence. I mean, the biggest issue is their defence. But yeah, yeah. It's, just then, a, it's a weak spine. You look, yeah. at, you look at their midfield and who's their best midfielder? Probably Hoiberg. And I don't know if he's skip. <laughs> I, well, I've heard I, recently. I, yeah. Yeah. You talk to. Top uh, fan, Joe Grant, thanks for coming on the video. Yeah, and he said, he said Skip. Oliver Skip has been the best player so far this season, so I mean, it's not him. Is yeah, it? can, I, can I just say, um, just quickly about, um, we talked about Son and Kane in there. Son has the same amount of goals as Vardy and Ronaldo this season. He's got nine goals. You wouldn't know it. No, because I mean, he's the rest four, of the He's fourth four. in in the uh, joint fourth in the running for top goal scorer he's an outstanding player he really is so but I think to but it's, so that clearly shows that okay, so Son's it's not, not Son, Son, Son we so love Son, you so Son's carrying Tottenham on his back yes. meanwhile Harry Kane's just but, um, the midfield the midfield and the defence and I think Larice. I don't want to have a go at him because he clearly is a good goalkeeper he's been a good goalkeeper you know the dynasty he's had in the Premier League since like 2012 but he's not the performances he was putting against, that Wolves I'm sorry but the Wolves both goals are absolutely awful from his point of view I mean the first one he has like two chances to get rid of it and the palm he does he just kind of hits it straight to him and it's, it's ridiculous it's awful goalkeeping it's one of the worst show, uh, shows of goalkeeping I've seen in years in the Premier League like mm-hmm. I'm sorry but it's my dad always has a go at keepers when they like palm it and that's why he's always disliked Pickford, instead of like saving it past the post, he always mm-hmm. puts it back in play. But that is so awful because he gets two hands to it. It's mm-hmm. just awful goalkeeping. The yeah. second one, you know, he has so much time on the ball, not that much pressure on him, and he just passes it nearly out for a f- corner nearly score. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it's just you know, if you've seen the second goal, it's like it's, you should yeah. put clown music over it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think shall we reach a conclusion what is actually wrong with Tottenham in my opinion it comes down to a horrifically weak spine in defence no real authority in there and also it might be starting to come down to a manager that's just a bit like he's not really feeling it anymore he's not you know he thought he thought it was going to be a job that he, he was going you know was going to go really well for him but if things carry on like this yeah you're right he's not going to be there, Conte's so. that sort of manager though he's always been that sort of manager he, he does just leave that, when he feels like yeah. he doesn't want to do it. he's like yeah I'll go I don't like, respect that to be honest because you've got to it. show that you can uh, you can you can you know, obviously he's shown that he can turn things around and be really successful with clubs, but you've also got to show that you can continue that on without millions of millions of pounds being pumped into your team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can really blame Conte too much. He's clearly losing interest and he will leave. Whether he gets sacked or leaves is an, another question, but I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I want to pose a question to you guys right now. Um, Midfield-wise, Manchester United avoid... Uh, uh, had criticism this season. Would you rather Tottenham's midfield or Man United's midfield? Man United's all day long. In Absolutely. Terms of, uh, ben would you rather have McTominay and Fred or Hoiberg and Skip? No, I'd rather Hoiberg and Skip. Really? Oh, I rate Hoiberg. I think Hoiberg's all right, but it depends on who you have next to him. Skip, I think he has had a good season, but he's a very limited player in my eyes. Yeah, would I, you have McTominay and Fred over them, though? I think Hoiberg's just... That's the name enough for I think Hoiberg's probably that, decent. Just, just uh, as a as a posed question. The thing is, I'm just going to say it's very tight, which says what where both midfielders are at. But okay, let, I, let's, I'll say McFred. Let's pose another question. Um, would Tottenham's defence be better if they have Maguire in it? Oh, no, no, it would, no. It would roughly be the same no? quality. It would just be another person. It would just mistakes. be another dead one, really. Yeah, like, it would just be another man. Like if you if you take Dyer out and put Maguire in. 
I don't think anything changes. So I, I don't really think it's a team thing then. Because, I mean, Manchester United have struggled this season. Yeah, well, I, but we are still sitting in fourth, I, I think, mean, right now. Look, what I'd day. say, I think the whole core of the problem, and whenever we talk about these things, I'm the only person who I think comes to these kind of conclusions. I think the root of the problem is Daniel Levy. Really? Look at when they were under Pochettino, when they were really like challenging for the title, getting to the Champions League final. That season, they made no signings, which is unheard of for a team mm-hmm. at that kind of edge of the table. And Daniel Levy didn't want to spend. And if he did spend, God, they might have won the Champions League. They might have actually won the title. They didn't. Yeah, but they did. They were really well funding a new stadium. I know, but Daniel Levy has been mismanaging this club for the last few years. And then look, with Mourinho, he helps him splash the cash on and Dombele. Does not work out. The management from Daniel Levy... I think has absolutely been screwing this club. Who, no, I, who I hired, don't think so. Sorry, who hired Pochettino? Who got the most money that they could out of Gareth Bale? No, I'm who talking, yeah, but I'm the talking the last four years, not the last ten. I'm talking the last four okay. years. I'm talking since Pochettino started going well. At the latter years of Pochettino, he was still running them like they were a fifth sixth club. To pull in a manager like Mourinho, though, Yes, well, how about that? And you talked about Mourinho and you brought in Mourinho towards the latter end of his career when he was already starting to yeah. underperform. Yeah, Same but with them. Look at him, he's now at Reimer. If he was the Mourinho of old, he'd be managing Juve or Inter. Yeah, but at the same time, he's still a world-class man. I, I, don't, think that, I don't think it's to the same extent as I, I, Arsenal or Manchester United if at you, all. If you, look at, if you look at the way he managed the club, there was clearly not a good enough plan in the summer. They went to about nine managers and then just ended up on Nuno Espirito Santo. And luck happened to fall into their lap in that Conte was just like, yeah, I'll take the job now, screw it. Like, mm, that I is don't just... Know. It was, I don't know. They, I'd rather leave than our owners. There was not that much time left until the season started where they didn't even have a manager yet. Like, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think... Also, like over, since, you know, you're saying since the last four years... You know, if you look at Kane saying it's a good or bad thing, he's kept their highest, go- their their best goal scorer ever. So yeah. I mean, like, is that really a bad? I thing? I don't really think the think root of the problem comes from Levy as a whole. I think the, I think the problems think are more spread th- out than I think as uh, Manchester United or an Arsenal. I, w- I wouldn't mind him being my chairman. I think he's ruthless. I think he backs the club, and I think like he looks after it. Like he's got their interest in hearts. He just he doesn't just sell out. He he makes sure that Tottenham don't get shafted in deals with these massive clubs. He makes sure that you know. They, they, they do all right in the Would league. you say selling Kane for over 100 million would be getting shafted? No. It depends if they have oh, a replacement to bring in. Well, if you get that much money in, you can offer anyone a cl- uh, any striker. Yeah, but realistically, look what they did with Bale, where they splashed the cash on loads, loads of different players. They, that's probably that what they would do. It didn't turn out well. And, and also, like, you know, I know it was about off the back of a COVID market, but, you know, all he was hoping was. Kane was going to go and you know perform how Kane usually does and Kane when he's firing on all cylinders and he's having a great season and there's not a Covid market he's worth easily 160 million yeah. that's a lot of money he's missing out on isn't it no yeah, well, he's not done that now has he yeah well how is he supposed to know yeah but he, he's still because he's, he's a 20 year old he was in his prime year that's the map and realistically his price was only going to drop from that point mm-hmm. obviously and he, Joe, the way I see it going now if I'm being completely honest the way I see it going with Tottenham is they will either end up tying Kane down to a contract, which will be which will be paying him God knows how much, and he will stay for the rest of his career, yeah. and it will financially cripple them, or he leaves them free at the end of his contract. I, I don't know. I don't think that the issue is as much of Levy as you're, you're seeming to put on. It, we, we said about coming to a conclusion a while ago, and we got into another conversation. I'm assuming you're saying that yeah, so as a conclusion that Levy is your that's, that's my, is your that's issue my, but I think my. the issue across the pitch is that the players just aren't good enough there's there's not a, really that often in football anymore that we go hey you know what the players are to blame it's yeah. not it's not as often as we do it no, and I think in me, any situation I think the players 
at Tottenham right now are not good enough. I know, to me the players aren't good enough, but to me I always think of the question where why are those players at Tottenham? Who employs those players? Whose decision is it to bring those players in? I agree. That's why I say that. Because we look at a player like Kane and he's a world-class player and he wants to leave and he's underperforming now. Like, he's he's not been good enough this season. You look at a player like, I don't know... um, who who Loris? Loris has been there for a very long time, and he has been considered probably up there in goalkeepers in the world at one point. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing well. We had the conversation about Loris. He's doing awfully. He's not. He's not good enough. He's not been good enough. The entire team is just not really good enough. And that no. for me, I think the players are entirely to blame in well, terms of Tottenham. No. I think it's 50-50. I think yeah. there's a responsibility from Levy to now sort them out of this mess, but also the players put themselves yeah, in this look, mess. We're not going to entirely agree, but we've, we've kind of all made our opinions made. <coughs> Sorry, I don't have COVID. Mm-hmm. But like, are we going to put a poll or something? Or a yeah, we'll put, we'll put a poll up. Or a question out there. What do you think the problem is with Tottenham? Why do you think they're underperforming? And you know, do you think they can still get top four? Because I'm going to be honest... I'm looking at Man United as the main opposition to top four at the moment. I think that's another discussion, but I'm looking at that. That was just a quick statement, though. But anyway, yeah, let us know, let us know. That's it of Tottenham, and we are now going to move on to a nice little debate. Okay, so it is time for our debate, and this debate of this week, we are going to be talking about what is the worst signing in Premier League history. Can I just say, um, I know the January transfer window is gone, but if you have any ideas of debates that we can do mm-hmm. that will make us question who is this, what is this, let us know so we can uh, include them in a video. You'll get a little shout out in the podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, that'll be really fun to do, but it's a good one. Worst yeah, signing. A- we came over it yesterday, but we, as soon as we thought about it, we went, this is a good one. This is one that we haven't thought of yet. This is a nice little conversation mm-hmm. we had. We've all come up with different answers. We've all had different opinions, you know, and I think this will be an interesting one. So who wants, who wants to kick us off? I don't know, you boy. Yeah, one of you two go because I'm a bit indecided or okay. undecided. Uh, you've got 100% on your who you're going with, so you you go. Yeah, I when when we started discussing this debate, I kind of dibsed like who I was doing instantly. I was like, I I am putting all all of my coins in this basket. I'm taking this one, and I'm going with Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. I think he is the worst signing in Premier League history. Um, for many reasons. One. The fact that he is the captain for Manchester United and is performing at such a low level, that is one reason. The fact that he cost eight, over £80 million pounds is another reason and performing at such a low level. I mean, championship level you could compare it to. That's disrespectful to the championship, watching Harry Maguire. I've seen <laughs> players in Div 6 perform at a higher level. Dan Hull is be- is clear. I wasn't talking about Dan Hull. I, I was know, talking about Ryan Henshaw. Who yeah, at Hoff, keep, keep going, keep going. But as well as that, <clears throat> you know, just the comedy of errors that he makes the pulling Shaw back and letting Ndombele score against Tottenham in the 6-1 loss the bumping into Luke Shaw before the goal against Liverpool the you know getting absolutely spun by Veghorst before looking like he's running through mud to catch up with Jay Rodriguez you know it's just like every week did you you see the thing from Southampton as well uh, oh, Bro has absolutely just spun him round. It's hilarious, and he sticks his leg out. Right? Yeah, it's just so like I don't know what's going through his brain. It's genuinely hilarious watching Harry Maguire, and the funniest, for some, for the some. funniest thing in my head is I remember when he was at Leicester. I wanted him at Arsenal so bad, and I was so annoyed he'd signed for Man United. And now I'm just like, no regrets, lovely Ben White, fine. You know what I mean? But it's just quite funny. It's very funny. I mean, what's your take on it, John? Obviously, he plays for your club, so... 
I hate him. But, um, <laughs> the, I, I feel like you've gone for this one because you know if I can get Jordan's point to be completely irrelevant, he will definitely back Harry Maguire. Yeah, I know worse. you're back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm interested to see what Ashley has to say. Do you want to go or should I? Um, you can go. Yeah, you I will go. Um, I was debating who to go for. Yeah. Originally, I was going to go for shout out to Angel Di Maria because <laughs> I hate him. hate him. I hate him so much, and he was very he was very bad for Manchester United. But I've decided to go for another player, and I would like to think it's a lot worse than Harry Maguire this signing. I have gone for Danny Drinkwater to Chelsea. Yeah. Now. Thirty-five million pounds they spent on Danny Drinkwater, um, and coming off of a very good season with Leicester, obviously, yeah. uh, winning the league. Leicester are really good at selling players. I think. And then they he, they sell him on to Chelsea. He joins N'Golo Kante, uh, follows the line, and can someone name me one thing he did for Chelsea? I think he scored a goal in the Champions League. You think? I think you, no one really it was knows. Mean, I think it was a meaningless goal in like, the group stages, but I'm pretty sure he did. I no don't know if I'm making really this knows. up, but I feel like I remember a moment in over COVID times when there were the water breaks and he was seen with a drink and a bottle of water and it just fitted really perfectly with his name on the back of his yeah, shirt. Also, well, also he did have Perfect. a driving incident where people said, well, he should be listening to his name more often. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's Danny Drinkwater. And you, you know, he is currently on loan uh, at Reading. <laughs> Uh, he has scored for anything, I think. Since, I think he scored on his debut. Since joining Chelsea in 17-18, he has played for Burnley, Aston Villa, some random club in Turkey that I don't know how to pronounce, Kasim Pasa, I think that's how you say okay. it, maybe. And now Reading, uh, all on loan. And he also has played for Chelsea's under-21s team. Oh, yeah, he scrapped with a kid, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he did. And he's also I'm pretty sure he's also played for their under-18s or oh, under-23s, one of the two. Um, he is by far, in my opinion, the worst transfer in Premier League history. He has been absolutely awful. And considering he won the league with Leicester, uh, just this is absolutely awful. He he took he had a look at the money on on the table for Chelsea and went and has done nothing ever since. Don't he disappeared. Him. And he's a smart boy. So Danny Drinkwater is for me the worst Premier League signing of all time. Okay. Bit annoyed you went before me now because mine is nowhere near as worse than yours. But <laughs> I'll put it forward anyway. It is Mario Balotelli uh, yeah. for Liverpool. Definitely up there. Look. At the time, um, he was 24, right? And to be fair, it's back in the mad, day... It's such a mad thing he was that young. Oh, yeah, yeah, that young. He played like he was 35. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he was... Um, it was off the back of Suarez joining Barcelona. So Balotelli was very much, you know, meant to be the new front man at Liverpool. He scored 14 goals the season before uh, for Milan in Syria. Um, and to be fair, you know, when Balotelli was young, he was, uh, you know, he was looking to be a very promising player. Yeah. Am I right in saying he won the Golden, Golden Boy Award? He, he, he would, might have done. I think he. I think it I rings think, a bell. I think he did, but I might be wrong with that. Anyway, he was up there for it. Um, at one point, you know, obviously, I think he was at Milan, um, and Man City for for a little while. But uh, yeah, a good player um, when he was younger. But you know, twenty four, still quite young. He could have he, he could have performed quite well for Liverpool. Brendan Rodgers had just got out the most he could have in Luis Suarez. He's now got a new striker, Balotelli. And he scored one goal in 939 minutes um, Jesus. in the Premier League for Liverpool. That is horrific. Was it, did, and did he score? Against, was it against Tottenham? Um, I couldn't tell you if I'm honest, but I, I, I don't. Th- know. I think it was Tottenham because I remember finding it really funny. 
it, Probably. It, it cost them he cost them 18 million pounds not as much as drink water but like Chelsea have I mean so do Liverpool but I don't know 18 million pounds is uh, is quite horrific for one Premier League goal and um, yeah mm-hmm. he, he left later on Klopp joined didn't have any interest in him and he let him leave for Nice that's my that's my one all three definitely up there yeah I'm going to go ahead and say straight away alright don't, don't, don't shout at me I don't think Harry Maguire is the worst out of all of them I think Arthur are worse than Harry Maguire can I explain why do you think Balotelli's not as bad I think Balotelli's worse million. than Harry Maguire I think 85 million pounds. right well just think about it okay I know it's 80 million or 85 million but Manchester United they have that kind of money to throw around obviously Liverpool do as well but not as much as Manchester United and especially at this time where Liverpool were not in a good stage in there uh, coming off the back of you know failing to win the league um, they weren't in a good place I also would say that before Fernandes joined Manchester United, Harry Maguire was your best player. He was progressing the ball forward the most. Your midfielders were doing nothing. Harry Maguire was actually doing quite well for you. He was, genuinely. Well, it's, it's doing I, right. I remember watching him. Uh, He's Arsenal. definitely gone downhill. He's obviously gone downhill. <laughs> he is obviously one of the worst signings. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But he's had a really good. He's had good moments for Manchester United. Balotelli and Drinkwater didn't have a single good moment. Well, maybe the one goal Balotelli scored, but they didn't have a single mm. good moment for their I clubs. I thought you beating that kid up was quite good. Well, <laughs> anyway, Harry Maguire. We need to cut that because we don't want that on the yeah. podcast. No, no. Um, I just want to say respect to whoever the under 18 or under 23 player was. It, I was clearly joking. Yeah. Be- beating up children in, in, a, in a reserve game isn't fun. <laughs> anyway, Harry Maguire. It was funny, though. Harry Maguire had a good time for United, and I don't know if it's over yet. I still think he can come back, but... I don't. He hasn't been awful for the whole time. At one point, everyone was saying he's a good signing. Now it's a bad signing. We don't know what everyone's going to be saying next season. I've never thought it's a good signing, because I've never thought he's been performing at the same... I mean, when you compare the fee to, say, someone like Virgil van Dijk, which is roughly the same yeah. fee, he has performed... I mean, his good times... I'd say are fifty percent Van Dyke. But then look at the look there's still the possibility that Harry Maguire will come good. Okay, he'll still be a decent player. There's no possibility for us. Let's ask Jordan here. This is this is frustrating. How confident are you in Harry Maguire's abilities at this point in time? (laughs) At this point in time I have no faith in Harry Maguire. But last season at the same time at the same time. Let's just give you a hypothetical. In the summer, let's say a club come in and offer you thirty five million for Harry Maguire. Which is a fifty million drop. Do you take it? Can I guarantee that Victor Lindelof starts every week? Yes. <laughs> I'm in a situation where I really want. The fact Lindelof that you're considering it and it's a fifty million yeah, drop shows yeah, no, how that's bad. true. If you're willing to take that bigger drop on a player, but that shows. Sorry, but the, um, we're we're not disagreeing that we're all saying bad transfers. I do sort of agree with you in the fact that Harry Maguire was. Okay at the start. Okay, he was your best player. At one point, he was your best player, and there's no doubt about it. He, okay, he Fernandez was, wasn't he in was that side. Player, you had no one but, really threatening. It was, uh, it was Lukaku who was on the edge of his United career, and Rashford was yeah, doing all right. Yeah, but I just think. Th- you're I, telling me that is the worst. That is the I worst. I think mine's the worst. Yes, yeah, so his thing. His <laughs> drink water, one thing I would say is he wasn't signed to start for Chelsea. He wasn't signed to like sit alongside. Okay. Yeah, you know, he was brought in because Chelsea. I mean, you see it with Barkley. They just spent, they all just splashed 20, 30 million on on a player and go. Right. That's another one that's up there for yeah. the worst transfer. I, I think Barkley's but, had more right, good moments. Let, let's ask this: who who is the worst transfer? Like, well, that's what that's what we're asking. But, <laughs> yeah. um, who, <laughs> Who had more, like, realistically drink water? You're saying he wasn't going to play, but... 
I, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to get points over on like, to get Harry Maguire to win. I'm, I'm not sure Harry anyone Maguire's beats Danny Drinkwater. I don't. I could try and push Balotelli to drink, but to beat Drinkwater, I don't think at the time Balotelli was this like Suarez replacement figure. Um, you know what he was. He was do, what he was doing at City, he, he, he was doing very well at thing, City. The thing is, it's eighteen million. Yeah. I'd argue it's not that big a financial hit, considering they yeah. just finished second. Probably got a big pay package. Thirty-five million, and that's big. And Danny Drinkwater has just done nothing. He's been out on loan to everyone. Yeah. He's done absolutely nothing. I don't see any beating him. I do not see any beating him. All right, let's come to a conclusion. I'm voting. I'm I'll, voting. Go, I'll go drink water. Are we all saying drink I will also vote drink water. That is a clean Just to tweet. say, the other players I was considering, I was considering Lukaku to United or Chelsea, either yep. one. Because they were both 90 million, both not even getting 20 goals a season. That is shocking. Uh, Nolito to City, you yeah. know what I mean? like Stuff like that. Um... Pepe was in my head at some point. No, no. But I did no, just because of the high fee. Yeah. But then Bebe. I got in my head, you know what? It's not quite Maguire who before who was t- over ten mil more and definitely was. Bebe is another one. But yeah, there's a, there's a few. You know what? I'm taking a clean sweep. When was the last time we had a clean sweep? I've done it's a clean sweep purely because I'm just I'm just bored of having a go at people. So like <laughs> clean sweep. I mean, from you, you wouldn't have seen it, but in between take in between takes, I, I did kind of have a big argument about referees but you know yeah but you know that's that's irrelevant that's irrelevant but Danny Drinkwater Danny Drinkwater is according to the football in question the worst Premier League signing of all time let us know what you think big up Danny let's go yeah there'll be polls and stuff after this we are going to be doing our weekly quiz okay so we are back talking about this week's quiz of course I'm hosting this quiz and Going with Jordan's last one, uh, I'm actually. This is a bit about me and my time with football. They've lived with each other. It's still unfair. (laughs) No, I. I, You're an Arsenal fan. She might know more about games I've been to. I've had. I've got. I've got a gut instinct telling me I'm going to lose this still. What? So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten questions and a tiebreaker at the end. And so we are just going to get on and start with it. First question. Do we need buzzers? buzzers. Oh, yes, buzzers. Bang. Uh, he, he loves a bang, doesn't he? Do uh, I, I've told you about this yes. already. Because it's an Isaac quiz, I've got to go with the word that he says the most. Um, oh, okay. You could have gone with uh. Or, um, yeah, you're going to have to be quick at it, though. So, um, first question. In which season did I go to my first Arsenal game? Bang. 11-12. Correct. I was going to say that. It's the 11-12 he was, season. He was quick on the buzzer. Uh, of course, Van Persie's final season for Arsenal. I saw him score a brace in my first ever game against Sunderland. Can I just say, you have been to the Emirates before that. It just wasn't for a, something you remember. I swear you've told me you've been to... Let me, no, don't, don't my go dad to tells me I've been to a game before that and I tell him, you're chatting shit. Like, oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> God's sake. It's always that, you, isn't it? That's fine. It's mine fine. Yeah, yeah yours is fine. No, no I, don't I, just keep going. I'll censor. No, I'll just keep going. I will going. happily edit that out. Um, so, one point. That is one you nil, see, Ashley. You say I'm still not, I'm not confident. Okay. Both me and Jordan saw our teams lose for the first time against West Ham. But have I seen West Ham play more times than um, Jordan has seen Man United? Um, yes. You've seen him more than three times. 
Correct. I've seen West Ham four times. You've yeah. seen Man United three times. I've seen Arsenal play. I've seen Arsenal win 3 0, 3 1, 1 0, and of course, on the opening day of the 15 16 season, I saw Arsenal lose 2 0. Yeah. Fair enough. So I, was not, uh, I, I wanted to have a go at you there because you didn't use your buzzer, but. I did. I went, um, oh, I guess I just didn't notice it because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah. I did use it. <laughs> I just, I think I'm just an, immune to hearing that. Yeah, I could have okay. got in there then. It's 1 1. This one, okay. I've been to many Arsenal games in my time, watching us play many big games, many small games. Which of the big six have I seen Arsenal play the least? Um, it's uh, Liverpool. Incorrect. Damn it! I know the answer. Liverpool oh, is no. joint top. Oh, no. Liverpool's joint top. I know, it. I, know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Who is it? Bang. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just gonna have to guess. Is that it? Come on, just come on, just guess. Chelsea. That's Chelsea correct. is at the t- no Chelsea at the top. Is it's, it? It's one of the teams I've seen the most. I've, if you count pre-season, they are top. Is it City? City. I've seen us play three times. Is it United? United. I've only seen us play once. Oh, and it's what? the three-nil win in 15-16. Oh, I've seen them at like two, three times. You know, Tottenham three wow. times, City three times, Liverpool like four or five. Uh, Chelsea's five, I think. Wow. Oh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, okay, uh, I've got f- God's sake! I don't know, that's really annoying me. I think you're thinking, and it's like, oh, he hasn't no, buzzed no. yet. It's, it's my buzz. Okay, it's my buzz. So it's 1 1, three games in. So, fourth, fourth question. In my time of going to Arsenal games, I have seen six red cards. How many of them are for Arsenal players? Um, five. What's your. But, I'll get this to uh, the closest. Closest, yeah. Three. For Christ's sake, it's four. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets a point. Yeah, no, no points. Oh, that's that's so annoying. <laughs> um, <sighs> it had to be. It had to be that. Okay, for information, I saw Olivier Giroud get sent off against QPR, Mertesacker against Chelsea, Gwendouzi against Blackpool, and Party, obviously, a few weeks ago. Who was the other two? Uh, the other two was O'Connor in the same game as Gwendouzi. Uh, we beat played Blackpool. They got a red card. We got a red card. And I also saw Emre Chan get sent off for Liverpool in the four-one in a four-one win. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Moving on, I will give you four options here to answer. Oh Jesus! Which of these is my favourite game I've been to? Answer one: Arsenal four, Liverpool one in the fourteen-fifteen season. Answer two: Arsenal three, Man United nil in the fifteen-sixteen season. Arsenal four, Leicester three in the seventeen-eighteen season. Or Arsenal 5, Nottingham Forest nil. Bang! It's Leicester. It's got to be Leicester. No, it's United. Um, United. The answer is Leicester. Is it? 4 3. It's classic, mate. 1 0 yeah. up, 2 1 down, 2 2, 3 2 down. Then we make two subs and we absolutely go hell for leather. 86 minute winner by Olivier Giroud. Beautiful. Yeah, but think about how, you felt, day of the, how uh, you felt when. The no, game was over in 20 minutes. Like, oh, it was boring for 70. Um, <sighs> that was. Mate, I went for an emotional no, rollercoaster. 90 minutes, beautiful. Best game I've been to. Uh, and Forrest was in there because oh, that was the first time I took my mates. Mm-hmm. I took five of my mates. Only one of them was a goon at the Arsenal. And I saw a holding score. So if you had to rank them, which one would you If I had to rank them right now, Leicester obviously goes top. Mm-hmm. For me, Forrest gets second because I went because wow. I took all my mates. Okay. Also, Martinelli's debut got two goals. And uh, I think I'd then put... I'd then put Liverpool... Oh, fair enough. And then I put United at the bottom. You, that, you, oh, no. They were all like, that is probably my top four games I've been mm-hmm. to. Um, 
Oh God, I said it again. But uh, they all just—I just enjoyed all of them. But Liverpool, you know, that was just—I meant we scored like three goals in like fifth, five minutes at the, end of, at the end of the first half. And I mean, United was a good. You're a bit annoyed that I don't rate beating United that high. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> you're I'm a bit just, glad it's not high. No, I'm just like I, I thought it would be United because of the fact that you scored three. So. Like brutally, yeah. You know? But uh, I think that's Arsenal, though, because like so. A lot of so we are five questions in, and it's two one. <laughs> yeah, so actually. Um, okay, so um, I said it again. <laughs> God's sake. Next question: Who is the most obscure player I've seen score for Arsenal? Jesus. Obviously, you said last oh, week who's the most obscure player you've seen play. Yeah, yeah. Who's the most obscure player I've seen score for Arsenal? So, the, so this isn't really a. Buzzer, there is one just... answer here. Which wins over everything. Score for Arsenal. Score for Arsenal. Okay. There was one answer. Can, it's, can we ask questions about which matches you've been to? I've been to. I've seen us play. So. Don't reel off with all of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. There's one which you won't know. Have been to a Legends match? Legends match isn't in here. But actually, that is quite. That could be obscure. That could be seen as obscure. I don't know who um, scored, though. That could be seen as obscure. I don't know who scored. I know who's going. Just match I went to. Mm. Oh, uh, no, that doesn't count. Um, I've been to Boreham Wood. That was it. Yeah. I've been to no, for Arsenal. Score for Arsenal. Score for Arsenal. I've been to uh, the Emirates to see us play Forest. I've seen. I've been to the Emirates to see us play Tottenham. I've been to the Emirates to see us play Burnley a few times. Swansea. Uh, and one of these oh. you won't get. One of the possible answers because it was Wolves in like 2011 in a 2-2 draw. I think just chuck at a name. All right, I'll go with my first name. I'm going to go with... There could be more obscure players than this. But I'm going to go with Callum Chambers. Callum Chambers. I ha- I can guarantee. I have seen him score twice I know, I know. against Liverpool and Burnley. That's fairly obscure. That is one of the potential answers on here. However, there are answers which are better than yeah. him. And if he can claw them out from the recesses of his I brain. don't know why. There's one player just going around in my head, but I'm struggling to think if you've seen them I won't take as long to just say if you're thinking... I won't react to it. My, no, my, no, 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 no. If I say it, it'll be my answer okay. because I can't I can't think of another player, but I'm just trying to I think if you've I've scored, seen them scored I live. Think, I know I've mentioned this because whenever I mention I've been to... No, no, I've got, I've got an answer. I've got an answer. My answer is Alex Awobi. In my opinion, Alex Wobie isn't as obscure as Callum Chambers. What? Same with me. He's Alex an attacker, he's sta- a defender. Alex Wobie started on How the How many goals did he score for Arsenal? Uh, he scored about four more than, a season. Ch- more than Chambers. Chambers got four in his entire... gets in a season what Chambers has wow. got in his entire... Okay. No, fair enough. Yeah, one's a defender who doesn't start. One's a winger who actually... I, w- I could have gone Rob sh- Holding. Sadly, did start for two. Rob Holding would have won. Damn it. He's only got. He's only ever scored twice for Arsenal. And yeah, I, I, I was should remember that. He's, I was only there. Scored, he's only scored once at the Emirates. Oh, is that the Forest game? I shouldn't know. That. Yep. Uh, oh. I say, the answer which would have won over everything. Um, it's kind of cheating. Is an own goal. It is Kevin Vimmer because I saw him score for Arsenal <laughs> in a one-one draw. Well, he did score for Arsenal, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Another one would have been Jeff Rain Adelaide. I saw him score at Bournemouth. Woods. Joel Campbell against Swansea. Uh, if you said this, I'd have let you win. Kieran Gibbs. Against Tottenham, and another one, Javinia. That's another one. Yeah, fair enough. But three, one, two. Ashley, how many questions one. are left? Four. One, two, three, four questions. Keep your head up, mate. Chill out. This yeah. one, okay. Frustrating. This, this, I think you should be really quick. This, this doesn't show how much you know me. Just go for it. True or false? I learnt the offside rule from FIFA. Um, true. Correct. <laughs> it's sad to admit it, but it's true. <laughs> I learnt the offside rule. 
from I think FIFA 12, 15 probably. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had it on the Wii, you know, because if you have it on the Wii, you show it shows their flag up. Yeah, yeah. When when they're running offside, I was like, oh, what's that? And eventually, I kind of got the gist of it. Fair enough. Yep, that is <laughs> embarrassing to admit. But moving on, who is my favourite football YouTuber? Oh, is this but somebody covers football? Just football or FIFA? No, someone, no, this is particularly someone who's like talk, talks about football. I'm not counting FIFA in this. I have a weird answer Ooh, in my head. I've got some. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want oh, to say it. Oh, I've them. Um, there is an answer. Hugh Wizzy. Correct. Oh, Three, three. You know I was very close to going. You know what? You like expressions. <laughs> you know I was like, very when close. you were saying that, I was like, we actually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go. Uh, Hugh Wizzy is my favourite because. And I, then I, I realised, yeah. He's the only person on YouTube who, if I disagree with him, I can respect his opinion. <laughs> um, I was going to say James Lawrence Alcott. James Lawrence was one of my things. I was going to do a question, a bonus question on that going, which one do I want to be like? Because <laughs> my dream is to be like, as Stat Manny, as James Lawrence Alcott, the setup he's got is second to none. Is it 3 3 now then? It's 3 3 with two to go. And there okay. is, if it's a draw, I do have a tiebreaker relating to the final question. Mm-hmm. In my time as an Arsenal fan, what has been my favourite Arsenal chant? Bang. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go with a new sack and I'm going to smell for everyone. You stick with that? Yeah. If, it, if I don't get it, don't get it. It's incorrect. Right. If if it's I say one... I do love that chant. If I say one, is it is the point going to go to who, which one you prefer or is it just that it has to be that answer? Just out of curiosity. I'm going to say it has to be this answer because we're getting very close to the right. end. Who to be... It's, first of all, you've got the chant. Well, I, you know what I mean. Like, it's to, to be, be a gooner. It's to be a gooner. To be a gooner. My favourite chant out of the two is Sack and Smith Road, but I'm Damn not making the point. My favourite chant I've ever sung at the Emirates is the Giroud chant. Yeah, I should have known that because oh, yeah. of the goal. Because, the goal that because he scored. If you think about it, my yeah. favourite game, he scores the last minute winner. Yeah. And in that moment, the entire stadium was singing it and it was the echo. And it was. That's probably my favourite major uh, uh, favourite moment out of the program. I should have known Fair that because you've said that before. Okay. You've said that here before multiple times. Here is my, last question. Here we go. Who is my least favourite referee in the Prem? Trick question. I think they're all shit. Um, <laughs> that was the point where I wanted to make sense of it. Um, <laughs> the actual last question. Finally. In my vlog versus Liverpool, mm-hmm. I was with my dad. Yeah. Before the game, I get my dad and me to predict the result. Oh. What scoreline did my dad predict? Against Liverpool. Um, 2-1 to Arsenal. Incorrect. No. Actually, I don't, I don't think he said Arsenal were going to win. <gasps> I, think, don't, I don't think he said Arsenal were going to win. Do you think my dad's a pessimist? I think he said Liverpool win or a draw. Okay. What, how does this work? I have to get it dead on. Got to get it dead on. Otherwise, what do we do? Oh, it's, it's a draw. There's a tie there, there is a tiebreaker. That's a tiebreaker. I think I know the answer now. Do you think you know it? Yeah. Go on. I think. Can we have a time check, please? That is fine. No, just, okay, go for it. You look, if you think it, go for it. 2 0 Liverpool. Incorrect. 2 1 Liverpool, isn't it? You said 2. No, my, two dad, pre- my dad predicted a win for oh, Arsenal. Did he? he predicted 2 no. 0 Arsenal. 
Oh, so no, you got it right. Oh. No, you said it <laughs> he got he's got the score right. He's got it the wrong way round. God damn it! Okay, oh. so to tie to tie break. Oh no! Very quick. <laughs> Obviously, I was in that video as well. What scoreline did I predict? Bang. Yep. Taking a bit too long here. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um. Okay. Two one Arsenal. What? Two one Arsenal. Two one. Correct. Oh. Yes! 4-3. Oh my god, it's like my favourite game, a last minute 4-3 winner, that is beautiful. Um, well done. Damn it. I'm really well sorry for you, Jordan, because there's a few Damn moments it. in there where you were going to go with yeah. If you went of holding, you know, you'd, you'd have done it, but apparently James is the most obscure player you think I've seen score. I, I, sort of like a finger, sort of like a finger, and he's pretty obscure. It is pretty obscure. Mate, I've seen him score, mate, it, it was goal against Burnley, I think. Not the Travel, it was tapping first goal for Arsenal, but... Anyway, that, pass that, it to Isaac for the socials. Yep. I'll pass it to myself, thank you very much. A free ball for myself, but that is it. Ashley's this week's winner, and we are now going to go into the socials. So, obviously, we have our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. The Instagram is at TFQ Podcast. The Twitter is at is TFQ underscore podcast. Facebook, just plain old The Football in Question. The YouTube is just, again, The Football in Question. The TikTok, which is up and running, posting stuff regularly, is that TFQ Podcast? Mm-hmm. Yep. Decent. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else. Check out the YouTube. Uh, I've said the or, YouTube. Check yeah, out Lee Judges on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Check out last week. Check out Lee Judges on the uh, on YouTube. YouTube. We've, we've, sorry, yeah. we've got more videos to come out of that. It's more clips mm-hmm. to yeah. make from that. But that is all from us this week. That is. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the, this week's edition of the podcast. Who's hosting next week? Ashley. Ashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashley's hosting next week. Anyway, we've been the football in question, and hopefully you've had a good time. See you next week. See you next week.